2: heard it said, he's a diamond in the rough, or maybe diamonds are forever. Here's something else I've learned about diamonds. They're just pieces of coal put under pressure for a long, long, long time. So when I start feeling like I want to give up, I think about that little piece of coal. And if that piece of coal can make something of itself by not giving up, so can I. Persistence is in you. From PassItOn.com.
0: KLP Aftermath with your host, Kennedy Lucas, brings out all the stops. Tune in to KLP Aftermath as we have stories, reviews, current events and even our famous segment, Elephants in the Room. Inspired by the Breakfast Club's Donkey of the Day, KLP Aftermath with your host, Kennedy Lucas, streams on Atlanta's number one radio station, Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and more.
3: He went without food, not to lose weight, but to help people lose generations of hate. While many around him rose up with violence, he sat down for peace. When others used religion as an excuse for war, he used it to remind them of love. Mahatma Gandhi made the world a far better place by reaching out with the strength he cultivated within his soul. Soul is in you. Now pass it on from
0: PassItOn.com. You are now tuned in to Atlanta's hottest radio show.
1: Our stories from our our studio studio to your ear. It's the Beyond Swanky Podcast. With
0: your host... Kennedy Lucas on Swanky 93.3 radio station. The Heat 94.6 radio station.
2: Good morning, Atlanta. Yes, we're back to the studio, the Beyond Swanky podcast season two. I'm one of your hosts, James Myers. Welcome back to the podcast, the radio station, if you will, to all of our uh, fan base out there that's been tuning in thus far. I know we've been gone for about a week now. But it's good to be back in front of the studio to give y'all another exciting podcast for this glorious Monday, podcasting worlds, I gotta say, because we've, we've been all over the place uh, when it comes to radio and production, but we're back, we're back, of course we've got our main host, our main guy, our main man, KOP Kennedy Lucas here in the studio, along with Monica Gray, what's going on y'all?
1: It is a good morning indeed, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, like James has mentioned, welcome back to the podcast, the Beyond Swanky Podcast, Season 2. I uh, I'm, I like that intro you said. Main man, the big man. Uh, it is I, KLP Kennedy Lucas. Uh, yes, we are back. We're, we're officially back here in the studio, Swanky Studios, for another great podcast. Not just a podcast for us, but a podcast to our fan base yes if you guys saw my latest instagram uh video if you will uh we've been uh yeah we've been we've, we've been gone right uh it was movie release week last week uh, you know street style homecoming and 1943 got released so we had to do a lot of promotions and marketing for those movies it had some good numbers opening week uh it was very very good for us um in the instagram short that i did a couple of days a couple of nights ago uh thanking everybody that's been you know tuning in and doing doing uh you know watching or renting or buying our films it's been glorious uh where have we been that's where we've been we've been promoting we've been working on another new podcast uh that's coming up very uh shortly for klp entertainment so we we, we hustling i gotta say that james i gotta say that we've been hustling we've been doing some great stuff um yeah, that's I can't I can't. I, that, that's all I gotta say on where we've been. We have just been doing uh, promotions when it comes down to it. I'm so thankful uh, for everybody out there. I'm so thankful for uh, people who who watch the the screening of the film. Uh, uh, you know, of both films. Very very grateful for that. Uh, we introduced Apollo Films as another acquisition for Kelp Entertainment. So we've got some things on the pipelines when it comes down to that as well very very excited it's a very exciting week this week we've got so much stuff coming out this week uh when it comes to shows and movies and and meetings and keynotes we'll get to all that later on throughout the week but we've got a show but first we cannot forget uh miss monica gray back up in the studio in the meeting with us all over the week we've been having meetings but monica today we're doing a podcasting how are you
4: man it feels good to be back Uh, back into the studio, back into uh, doing our thing, back doing what we do best, and that's podcasting. Very, very excited. We've got some things to talk about for sure. Cannot wait to get through the topics today. But like I always say, ladies and gentlemen, it's your girl, Monica Gray, back into the studio for yet another exciting pod uh very very excited uh thankful for all of our fan base i gotta say me and me and simone we talked about the intro and simone's doing her thing on the other show KLP aftermath guys if you missed that uh the latest episode of KLP aftermath season five with KLP kennedy lucas and simone and mason carter is actually on the show as well doing the thing doing the thing so i'm good i'm blessed i'm highly favored it is officially springtime it's hot hot girl summer is around the corner we get into it we get into the great weather getting into the greatness of this weather it's been rainy some couple of days here in atlanta uh, storms but i'm thankful that it hasn't gone bad uh our our first of all i gotta say our our prayers goes out to everybody down there at fort lauderdale uh it has been flooded for the last couple of days and I see it on TikTok, I see it on Twitter, I see it on Instagram, and a lot of people's houses are getting flooded, people's cars are getting flooded out the way. It you know, it's a sad occasion. So, you know, on behalf of all of our casting crew members, uh, for the Beyond Swanky podcast and KLP Entertainment in general, our our prayers go out to the people. I hope everyone down there will be able to recoup from everything. It's a sad dynamic. It really is a sad dy- dynamic when things get flooded and you lose your things. And some things may not be covered in insurance. So when it's gone, it's gone. So it's just it's a sad occasion. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, uh, what Monica said, guys, on the air this morning, uh, our condolences to all of um, people of in, in, Flor- in Fort Lauderdale. I, I feel bad when things happen for people like that i always will say and Charlemagne the god on the breakfast club would say it kind of best the craziest people sometimes live in florida so i i agree with that um but I, I i do feel bad for the the good people that are losing their stuff due to the floods um yeah it's a sad sad dynamic um so guys we're back into the studio and of course, we have our must-watch list. Now, typically, I did say that we're gonna save that for KOP aftermath, but KOP aftermath, we're going to film that Wednesday. We can't. This this review can't wait until Wednesday, so I'm gonna do it here on this show here today. And this is a show that is spicy, is juicy, is story-driven. Some might say some of the episodes might be a little woke. Right. That's just what critics are saying. And I'm going to dabble on into it. Now, we're talking about this new. Well, it's not. It's a spinoff show that the season two hit Netflix two days ago. And within the two days, I bench watched the entire season. Now, this show was given 100 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a 6.2 out of IMDb. And guys, I'm talking about All-American Homecoming. Now, if you guys remember, in 2020, this show hit from the CW network, All-American, and now they get a spinoff. Uh, We've watched season one, we reviewed season one, many, many podcast uh, shows ago, and I am so delighted to be talking about season two. Uh, first off, this is not a sponsor for Netflix from Netflix, but if you have Netflix, guys go watch this show it's available right now on netflix now all american homecoming season two we're focusing on season two uh, because we already did a review on season one this show is juicy we all love this show because this show is based out of atlanta if you guys know we are based here in atlanta georgia our headquarters here in atlanta georgia and i really love this show because i love it for the story i love it from the the love triangle and what i'm gonna do in this review i'm going to talk about um each character now i can't dabble into the whole entire season because this is going to be a three hour podcast if i were to do that and some things i'm probably not going to uh remember from season two but i had to watch the entire season because guys i wanted to review it For the for the episodes and this is my review for our segment here on uh, the podcast now season two Simone Hicks played by Jeffrey Hightower Um, you know we all know she was from all American uh, the first show. And based off in California, right now she's going to Atlanta for to go to Brinkston University, and she gets her own little spinoff. Now the story does expand a little bit more between Simone Hicks and Damon Sims. Of course, Damon Sims is played by Peyton Alex Smith. Uh, all these actors and actresses are tremendously well. Like they're they're acting, their 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 presence on screen is quite amazing. I really liked how season two, they expand on mental health. You guys are going to see that a lot in this season. You're going to see that a lot when it comes to students finding themselves, refining themselves and having mental health. Now, you see this with everybody. You do. You see the expansion of Damon and uh, Jesse Raymond, the the uh, his, his biological father. And then you see kind of a back uh, story with his adopted father. And then the parents come into play. Right now. You got a Patterson played by Kelly Generate. Uh, she is President Patterson. So she's president of the school that really expounds on, first of all, black excellence and the first female president of a university at an HBCU I like it when shows expound more on HBCUs I think we need more shows like that um the other show that I can kind of compare that to is Dear White People right where it was a, a the origin story happens in a HBCU and now you get to see another story expound on that is really for us uh it is it really is for us to see you know an all-black cast and expound more on an HBCU because it is true that nowadays HBCUs sometimes get looked wrong, right? We do. They 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 really do get looked wrong, unfortunately, in today's society, and they're expounding more on that for sure. Now you've got uh, Royal Ivy King play Miss Nathaniel Harden. They're really expounding uh, on the LGBTQ community and, rec- and recognizing the pronouns and, and their uh, pronouns, uh, as she right you got Camille Hyde that plays thea primarily my favorite character because she's sassy she's sexy she knows what she wants she's hot right she's going through something because of an injury now she's losing her 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 drive to play tennis right throughout this season she's going through some stuff while also dating Damien right she breaks up with Damien within the season because she don't know who she is because tennis was her love and now that she's been injured and she haven't been playing and she's not number one at the tennis team anymore she loses herself right you've got sylvester Power. uh powell he plays jr you know in the first season he was sick but now in this season spoiler alert to a lot of people by the way if you haven't seen season two but he doesn't be he's not as sick he joins a frat the the kek right and there was some scenes about the kek i'm glad that i look i'm glad that ggc my alpha mater, has sorority now but i probably wouldn't have not been able to be a being a, a sorority member because taking orders from people and people nah how the way you know jr and the K E K E K frat boys treated the the, the linemen i don't know i would have been mad i would have been disrespected i would have been like who are you talking to you know that's probably why i probably wouldn't have not uh returned or been in the sorority but i don't know uh you got marcus turner you know he's back into season 10 uh season two he's playing court uh played by Corey hardick um again he's going through it, he falls in love well he's been a love with president patterson there's a love Uh, interest there i'm glad they end up together towards the end of the season oops uh, sorry spoiler alert to a lot of people um very very good for sure you've had a lot of celebrities um like reggie bush was in one episode you got mitchell edwards to play cam i feel for cam because cam in this season he's trying to find himself too monica he is because he lost his football scholarship in season one right Now he has to figure out how in the hell is he going to afford his tuition, right? Because his father is not really in supporting of him being uh, over at going to HBCU in Atlanta. He wants him to stay in California because it's in-state tuition. Now he's paying out-of-state tuition and out-of-state tuition is a little bit higher than in-state tuition. So now he's going through it, right? He's going through some things that average any every college kid have done even i had the same situation where when i first started college i'm like how in the living hell am i going to afford my tuition right hence why i became an ra and found an on-campus job and of course eventually took some loans same thing with cam the character played by mitchell edwards he, he works for President Patterson as an assistant. He's joining a front to get the scholarship. And towards the end of the season, of course, Jr. helps Cam out because they got us. He got a sponsor of sixty four thousand dollars in tuition. That's huge. That's a, that's big money when it comes down to tuition. Now, uh, Orlando, Lando uh, Johnson is played by a oh, well, Martin uh, Bob Simple. Uh, excuse me, Bob Simple. He plays Lando. He goes to Hawkins, but he really wants to be at Brinkston. And of course, there's a love interest, a uh, love interest between him and Simone. But it's all—it's all a big triangle, really. It really is a big triangle between Simone, Damon, and Lando, and Thea. It's all because. It, one uh, you know it's, it's Damon and Thea, they go together but then Damon end up liking Simone and Simone has feelings for Damon but you know she also has feelings for Lando it's a it's a big clunk of, of a love uh triangle a love interest if you will uh Keisha played by Netta Walker Keisha I feel for Keisha I do because you know, Keisha, the character, in this season, she is taking a dance class and her professor, Professor Pace, uh Professor Pace is a bitch. Uh not the not the actual actor, you know, she's acting, but the character is a bitch. Right? And she's writing some wrong stories at the end of the season, but honestly, revenge is the best thing uh when somebody is it's bad karma, James. It is. It's it's bad karma when it comes down to it. So Professor Pace pushes her dance students to the limit where they're not eating they're not self-help they're not sleeping and it's 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 destroying Keisha this season because she's working really hard she has panic attacks you know she don't know what to do she's scared is her her collegiate career on the line there's a lot of things that go on on the line for sure and towards the end of the season of course Professor Pace retires or leaves the campus because she's finding herself for sure um that's pretty much the basis of this season now we did get to see um, some of the cast from the first show All American to be guest stars into this of course we had uh, uh, Denzel Elzra that plays Spencer James you got uh, the character Layla and-, and Jordan Baker in this uh, in this season as well as guest celebrity um, characters if you will so it's very very exciting to see that they're all kind of intertwining with each other this show is good um i like it because it's based off number one it's based off here in atlanta i like i i fell in love with every one of these characters um there was this episode where i want to say it was episode 11 um the most piece some people will say is a woke episode right but honestly, this stuff happens in real life, right? There's an episode where the women's tennis team, they're going to another county to play in the tournament and, you know, they get stopped by police, harassed by police for no, really no reason. And this really shook me, right? Because this happens still today. Now, I don't know about many HBCUs in the real world, but this this does happen, Right. Where, you know, police pull people over and for no reason whatsoever, they're they're a college team traveling. Honest, innocent black team traveling, but being that this is a HBCU, it's you know it, it it's it's scary to, to, to it's scary to our counterparts, if I may. So this show hits home for a lot of us, a lot of us in the community. I, I, I really do love how they stress mental health in this show. Um, How important it is uh, to advocate mental health in universities. I I think in my professional opinion, we don't have enough uh, relations of mental health in universities. We don't. And this is a, a lesson to a lot of people that, hey, we need to make sure mental health is especially in today's society. Coming from COVID, coming from injustice, mental health is everything. And I don't see that as much in in real life universities as this, as is depicted in this uh, TV series. So uh, the CW has something here. Um, they did get renewed for season three uh, of of what I've hear. With what I've heard, um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a hundred percent. So it's it's that good. I really recommend you guys watching it. Um, this season's sexy too. And let me tell you how sexy this season is. Because look. I ain't trying to sound perverted or anything. But how the way the actors kiss each other in their kiss scenes. Oh my God. There was a scene in there where Simone and and Damon kissed. They were eating each other's mouth. It felt like that. That seemed like a deep kiss. Good acting. Good acting. Because when they were kissing. I'm saying like when when the mouth arches a little bit. Like he eating a sandwich or something. That's a deep ass kiss. Right? We love it when shows get sexy. Especially that one scene where where Damon or oh, Athea surprises Damon and she in her bra and panties and she's not not herself, right? She's she's trying to create that distraction. That's sexy. Right? And I think that's the mark that CW they're realizing with their shows is we gotta continue the sexiness of our shows. Because let's be honest, sex sells. Not trying to sound perverted but it does so it, it, it's it's interesting it's a very interesting take for sure um but yeah guys all american homecoming season two uh go watch it it's available right now on netflix
4: guys kennedy's not lying season two is very very impactful i recommend a lot of people go out again along with kennedy uh all american homecoming season two is available right now so speaking of what's going on and i kind of i knew that this was coming i thought this event will be like later on in april and i guess we can kind of say because it's kind of mid-april right now we're getting ready towards the the month being over and then may is around the corner but coachella has been happening for the last couple of days we all have been following suit of coachella when it comes down to social media especially instagram and facebook and i've been seeing it all over my twitter feed and instagram feed and even TikTok, and a lot of things have been happening a lot of good things have been happening for coachella we looked at the list of members and and people that are uh at who are at coachella right now as we speak it's a lot it's a lot of great things that's going on with coachella uh, for instance, uh, Billie Eilish makes a surprise appearance with Labyrinth at the Coachella uh, event. Uh, Black Blackpink perform at Coachella again this year. I think Blackpink has their their mark because when they first appeared at Coachella, I can't remember what year that was. I want to say it was uh, 2019 or 18, one of those teens. I don't know. Um, they kind of made it a, a household name for them to be at Coachella. Now uh, it's it's like almost a giving for Coachella. Uh, for people to be there now the second day of the you know 2023 Coachella uh, event uh, the Valley Music and, uh, and Arts Festival took place at the Empire Polo Phil in uh, Indio California throughout the day uh, was technically headlined by by k-pop stars by Pinkton Calvin Harris one of my favorites the most anticipated set for more people was the Decade Plus ending, Making first ever live performance by uh, Jay paul Now, other highlights include a jaw-dropping visual fest from Rosalina, or Rosalia, if I pronounced her name correctly. She's an amazing singer. And Boy Jing is Homecoming. And a Yehli Dance Party and a Sun Soak Sleigh Fest by Charlie XC. Uh, x now for much more uh, coachella coverage uh, you guys can follow more out there these performances look like they're giving it their all i can only imagine how much these coachella tickets cost i've never been to coachella always wanted to always wanted to go but you can only imagine that a huge festival like this event could be huge and a lot of these artists they're getting paid and i'm sure the tickets are are, are high you know uh they're, they're high because you got such a great lineup when it comes down to uh, uh coachella performances and you know it's a big deal for a lot of people now going through some of the highlights here we'll talk about uh jay yeah jay paul now after halfway through his live performance ever and even an in, in evening slot at the Majovi Tent. Jay Paul began manipulating the feedback he was receiving in real time. Throughout the final uh, songs of his set, BTSTU, and a uh, gorgeous remediation of Straight Out of Mumbai, one of the century's most uh, energetic pop stars, if you will, uh, intermittently argued the crowd noise with more cheers. Either piped in, or this audience miked. And that play on slightly higher volume. Now I want to know if that's true. Now this is coming from Pitchfork Rewards guys. I want to know if that's true. Because I feel like a lot of. I feel like a lot of concerts are doing this kind of thing. Where they may not have a huge crowd. But they make it look like there's a lot of people on camera. For the cameras. And then they have an overlay of an audio audience. And they just beef it up a little right? Because, you know, there's been rumors that the UFC does this, there's been rumors that WWE does this, where they may not have a lot of people in attendance, but then they beef it up. And this could be true. Not saying, not speculating anything here on the show, but it it could be true, because you can only imagine how much Coachella Coachella tickets are. And we're still in a recession. So, a lot of people can't even afford gas, unfortunately. So, unless you win a giveaway or you got your tickets on the low it's hard it is hard to to perform out uh, coachella tickets now that's what has been said It's with it's what has been said on there uh russell leo's live show is a rare pop concert that feels like an innovation uh she sounds magnificent and a total control of her voice and her dancers are top-notched uh very very exciting but what's more transportive is that way she uses screens allowing documentary style shots to follow her backstage and beaming her on her own handheld front-facing camera footage to the jumbotron eye-popping video elements were already in effect during the Montemami tour last year but they feel especially fresh and even overdue at Coachella and its popular annual live stream why not perform for fans at home as much as those present which is a smart idea. I think this is a smart idea if you are able to somehow perform for your audiences that are there but for people who will want to watch it at home. Now you've got a concert that you're giving for the people at home, probably upload it to YouTube. You're probably going to get about 5 uh, to 10 million of views on USA if it's your content. Of you singing and you're able to upload it to your youtube channel now you got five, ten million, and now you got monetization and now you're making money also from youtube so it's a good way to it's a good innovative way to keep going and keep your markets there and keep growing for that and i think that was a great uh great move for for her as well blackpink of course the korean girl root blackpink's headlining set uh on the coachella stage was so overwhelming that it seemed less like a concert than a monument to human achievement in stage production the spectacle started well before the quartel even appeared beginning with the amuse bouche of several hundred drones in synchronous flight which is cool a lot of concerts are doing using drones for synchronized fly to create graphics or even design a change the color and shifted uh, shades in a surreal display Arranging themselves as, amongst other things, a caterpillar, a butterfly, and a paper crane, and some sort of creature, maybe a hippo, dressed as an astronaut shooting a laser beam from its arm, watching Jenny, Jitsu, Lisa, and Rosé power through hits like Whistle, Sick Girls, Kill This Love, and Boomba Yang, as well as an interlude of solo tracks I did see on before we came this morning i did see jutsu's uh she's performing uh, her single that just came out so good market smart move uh about the k-pop machine and corporate festival machine and about how when you're watching a performance on massive screens from hundreds of feet back, you're really partaking uh in a once in a lifetime experience by uh by blackpink so again those are just some of the highlights from coachella it looks fun guys. It looks like it, they're having a slam dunk uh event. I'm sure they're gonna make a lot of money from Coachella because people pay these tickets. And let me see. Real quick, I wanna see the, the ticket pricing for, for Coachella uh at, on estimate because I'm very I, I'm very very interested to see how much the pricing of the passes will be. So yes, it's expensive with fees. You know, you got the general mission, five hundred and forty-nine dollars plus fees. If you want the the VIP pass, now uh, weekend one is no longer available because we're as passed now. But weekend two, which that's like the twenty-first through the twenty-third, I want I want to believe you're gonna pay one thousand and sixty-nine dollars plus fees. So you got to add on with fees and, and and taxes. So most you're coming out with maybe about fourteen, fifteen hundred. If you want the VIP passes, some people are paying for it, some people are not. Now, oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoop, oh, There's more to it. You gotta, if you prefer a car camping, you gotta pay three hundred and seventy-five dollars. If you want a tent, you can pay one hundred and forty-nine dollars. Of course, Uh there's a bundle for a launch Oh, a launch area, two general admissions for two. That's two grand. VIP for two, that's th- over three grand. VIP for four, that's over six grand. And if you want safari camping, that's nine grand. And if you want to do a residency, that's fifteen grand So fifteen thousand. So again, Coachella is expensive. It's a high price ticket, and a lot of people may not be able to get it.
2: Yeah, that's a pass for me. It is. It has to be a pass for me because you know you you're spending a lot of money on it. Coachella is a what time. Lifetime opportunity experience. I know a lot of people, a lot of our friends have been to Coachella and they enjoyed it. But right now, today's uh, a climax and things being high. Hey, if you got it, you got it. Speaking of somebody who don't got it, we got to talk about Rocksteady. Uh, Rocksteady's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is delayed again. Uh, Kennedy, I know me and you, we've been talking about... This game, this was a high anticipated game. And I kinda wanted to talk about it too because they they this game has fallen into the curse. It does. If it if if a game gets delayed so many times, then us gamers, reviewers, bloggers, whoever you want, podcasters, we tend to lose focus, we tend to lose interest into the project. Um To all of our fans if you didn't know by now uh it has been delayed to february 2024 so now you're looking at almost eight months of a delay i think they're scrambling i think that they're reworking the whole game because of the keynote that they had and i'm kind of sad about it because this game had a lot of potential this game had tremendous, and I do mean this, guys. It had tremendous potential uh, to be a great light of it, uh, of a good game for not only for you know last gen consoles, but for let's say PlayStation Five. Now, um, this game had had a lot of mixed response to its gameplay. Even I've had my thoughts. Um, I thought that when we first saw the gameplay from the keynote from PlayStation, it was uh, it was a bit boring. It was a bit not innovative. I, when I first saw, th- when I first saw that this game was getting development and Rocksteady was behind it, I thought this was gonna be just like uh, the Arkham games, right? That's where I think they missed the mark. I gotta say, I think they missed the mark because they tried to create a new formula that's so new to us, to us bloggers gamers podcasters that it didn't sell us now water brothers and rocksteady have decided to delay the game once again originally set for may 26 this year uh after it was delayed from the original 2022 release date so we had 2022 i think it was supposed to be december 2022 may of 2023 this year now pushes it back to february 2nd 2024 now this was a quote from the twitter official twitter and i'm gonna read it to you guys because i I want i want our fan base to to comment on the forum let me know what you guys think um this is what they said we have made a tough but necessary decision to take the time needed to work on getting the game so its best quality experience for players thank you uh to our amazing community for continuant for your continued support patience and understanding there is much more to share in the months ahead we look forward to seeing you in metropolis next year Ooh. Ooh. they just screwed themselves up now us again gamers bloggers podcasters whoever you want to call us because i know a lot of people can eat a lot of people hate that name gamers we like to say that it's good that when a game is not quite ready, they delay the game to many, many months that they that's necessary to perfect the game. Kennedy, you've been preaching about this in previous shows before, and I'm gonna steal a, a, a line from your book, Kennedy, that gaming is premium. Gaming is premium, and we're paying a premium price for gaming and a lot of people as of this year and last year and we'll say it in twenty twenty one, a lot of people have been very skeptical about which games they're picking up. But before COVID, before inflation, people would just pick up a game, even though they might know it sucked, people are gonna pick up the game because they like to play it and it was at a good cost. Now you're looking at these games, and we've said it multiple multiple times and we'll say it continue saying it. These games are $70, $80, $100. A lot of people now are getting skeptical about what games to pick up because we're paying such a high price for these games. And we don't like for games to be high-priced and have bait. So Warner Brothers and Rocksteady, they're realizing we're not going to do well. If If we have the game come out in May we weren't gonna do well we're not going to do well we were not going to make a quota now this says to us that they're going to i think they're going to rework the whole game probably not the the entirety of the game because if they work the entirety of the game guys honestly this, this is going to be three more years that they need to rework this whole game so they don't have that time crunch for three years to rework the entirety of the game i think they're going to work out the gameplay style of the game i think they're going to change a lot I'm hoping. I hope they're not just going to sit on the next coming of months. They're just sitting on it and not really being innovative. And then they say, hey, here's the game. Right? So it's very, very interesting. I'm very interested to see what happens uh, to this game. I I, I I, get very sad because this game had a lot of potential. It did. Um, my, my take from it, guys, I didn't like the gameplay when they, they showed it off. I didn't like how everybody had... AK-47, you know, everybody had the same gun there's no, there's no pizzazz to it there's no, there's no change there's no, okay, so if if Harley Quinn's gonna have a a shotgun or let's say Deadshot deserves a a shotgun because he's Deadshot have Boomerang has a different type of weapon King Shark should have a different type of weapon right? they all shouldn't have the same weapon it's kind of boring now the game will also mark a long-time Batman voice actor Kevin uh, Conroy's final time as the Dark Knight. God, uh, rest rest in peace to Kevin Conroy. Ah, uh, yeah, still in development for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and PC via Steam. Again, we look forward to this game. I guess in February 2024, but by the time February of next year comes around, there's gonna we're gonna be playing all the other games. We're kind of gonna we're kind of going to forget about this game right? It's the same thing with the game, uh, Black Myth, uh, Wukon, right? We, that game not delayed so many times and I feel like that game comes out next summer. So I, I hope these highly anticipate, anticipated games, I hope we don't lose interest. I hope that we don't forget about them but Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is on that list of games to be forgotten by gamers because there's going to be so many other games that we're playing and then with February of next year it comes back around we're going to say oh yeah I forgot about that game when did they work on this game let's see what they did I, we kind of forgot about it so now let's see if we might pick this game up comment below guys we want to hear from you guys what do you think about this game getting delayed for a third time we want to hear from you
1: yeah, that's unfortunate for Rocksteady. Uh, I had highly anticipation for uh, for this game, too, as well, James. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a sad dynamic. It really is. And I, I'm one of those people that, you know, if a game gets delayed so many times, then I'm like, eh, well, then I don't know now. When the game comes out, I'm going to be a lot more skeptical. Like, do I really want to pick this game up? Because I've been waiting years now for this game. You know, so uh, I agree. I do think they're going to rework this game um, because they realize the market. They realize they, they and it's good, right? It's good that they, the company listened to the community, right? Because the community and there's been a large community of people not liking what they saw from the keynote. So it's like, OK, yeah, they're saying, oh, shit, like we're not going to make sales from this game because nobody's going to buy it because they have their own bias. And it's true. We're in, we're in this recession. We're in get things being premium people are not going to want to just so easily pick up a game that's going to suck right people will rather save their money um so we've got arthur up in the studio this morning uh for the beyond Wiki podcast with the sports news we're talking about robert williams is that correct uh,
3: uh arthur robert williams makes celtics history with electric game one versus hawks robert williams makes celtics history with electric game one effort originally appeared on nbc sports boston boston Robert Williams was at his game-altering best in the Celtics' 2023 playoff opener. The high-energy big man only tallied 12 points Saturday afternoon at TD Garden, but did so on a perfect 6-of-6 shooting while stuffing the stat sheet with 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal and 1 block in Boston's 112-99 win over the Atlanta Hawks. Williams' performance marked the third postseason game of his career in which he scored 10-plus points on 100% shooting, tying a Celtics franchise record. Ed Pinkney is the only other player with three such postseason games with the Celtics, during the 1990 and 1991 playoffs. Williams' previous two perfect games came during the 2020 postseason, both in wins over the Toronto Raptors in the second round, but this might have been his most impactful of the three. The Celtics consistently found Williams at the rim for highlight reel dunks, and he kept the ball moving with quick reads on outside touches. On the other end, Williams played his usual dynamic defense, forcing the Hawks to settle for outside shots and erasing those that came near the paint. It's just his presence at the rim on both ends of the floor, Celtics head coach Joe Mazala said after the game. I thought he did a good job of protecting us in the paint, especially in the first half. I though he did a great job keeping his spacing and creating screen angles for our guys. So when we have that vertical threat it really helps us with rim protection as well. Health has always been an issue for Williams, who only played in 35 games this season due to various injuries. But when he's 100% and impacting winning at both ends like he did Saturday night, the Celtics are very hard to beat. Thanks, Arthur, for that sports news about
1: Robert uh, Williams and the and the Celtics versus our Hawks. It's always good. It's always good. Now, we've got, as always, now this is the Beyond Swanky podcast, if you guys didn't know as of yet. And on this show, we like to go beyond the swankiness uh, with, when it comes to our topics of conversations and I wanted to lean into another conversation that, you know, has been buzzing around. A lot of podcasters have been having, it's not really an issue, guys, but it's more of a, a topic of conversations of, of, of what will happen. And I, I think I know the answer to this question I propose to not only us here at Swinky Studios, but to the, our audience out there. You know, this is a question. And like I say, I think I already know the answer. But comment below in our forum. We definitely like to hear from our our fan base for sure. But the question I'm proposing for you, Monica and James and staff, uh, cast and crew members here in the studio. What would you do if you're taking your significant other out to dinner and they started ordering a lot of food? Now, this question goes to, to a lot of people who might have, let me take a step back. Cause so not so much for, not so much for your significant other. So the question is, what would you do if you had a date for somebody you just met, you're taking them out on a date and they start ordering a lot when this is just a date, you don't, you're trying to get to know somebody, you're not dating officially, but you're on a date to fill somebody out first date. What would you do if that person ordered a lot from the menu? And is there a limit? And when I say, is there a limit? I'm asking, is there a limit for your debit card, credit card or cash when it comes down to ordering food for your date? And also, what would you do if that date brought a friend? Now, it's simple. I can go ahead and answer that right now when it comes down to because I've been on dates before. You know, I've been on dates where, uh, you know, the dates go really, really well. And then when you get home, you you text each other for a minute and then you don't text no more. I've been on dates where the date mentioned their exes. That wasn't for a good date because she's still thinking about that ex. Hey, well, why are you here with me then? You know, I've had dates. I had awkward dates. I had a good date where I thought it was a date and it turned out to be just a hangout. Right. I've I've had dates like that. Those are the weirdest dates when when I think it's a date. And, and and I'm trying to pay and she's like, no, I got it. No, I got my half. Oh, that's not a date. That's just a hangout. You mean you, you need to quit that one, bro. Now, if I really like somebody. Uh, and if I have a, a good feeling that she likes me, too then to me, there's not so much of a limit. I say so much. Now, if you order in $500 worth of stuff from the menu, yeah, that's my limit. I wouldn't even spend that much on a date because goddamn, like who eats who eats that much? I had to be careful how I, how I phrase that. Who, you know, I think for, if somebody invites you out to lunch, brunch or, or dinner for a date, spend... I don't know, spend a good amount, but don't, don't be, don't be foolish. Don't take advantage of, of, of that person. Right. Cause that's where I kind of come in. That's where I kind of feel guys that, you know, if, if I invite somebody out and they're spending, they're ordering 300, 400, $500 worth of food. Now you're taking advantage of somebody. You're not humble. That's just greedy. And to me, that's fat. That's just being fat. Right. Right. When you're on a date, this is is proper date etiquette to kind of go for the cheapest item in there. If you're getting taken care of, go for the cheapest item, right? I've been on business trips where they say, get what you want. I still order the cheapest thing because it's not coming out of my pocket, right? It's just etiquette. It's just manners and etiquette. Somebody, if a company is treating me out to dinner, okay, I'm getting the cheapest thing on there. I know that sounds a little foolish i know a lot of people have their different opinions on that that's just me being uh knowing my manners and having out to eat etiquette date etiquette treat treatment etiquette that's just how that's how i feel uh, on that on that on that certain topic going for the cheapest menu i think it's good that if you if somebody's taking you out go for the cheapest thing right so that way you can really feel the person now you really want to spin a bag when you're when you're dating someone let's say my girlfriend my wife whoever she is you know if we're in that serious relationship then yeah there's no limit because you you my girl right i'd be having to spin a bag for my girl now for somebody i just met and i'm just filling you out yeah i'm not gonna be dropping a bag for you because who knows we might even not text later Right, we may not text later, and she goes off to meet somebody else, and then that other man can provide what I can't. Right, that's just how you have to do it uh, in today's society, in today's uh, climax. You go for be humble with, with your dates. Now, if a friend, if if that first date invites a friend, I'm a first of all. I said, I this is what I would do. If it's a date. And she knows it's a date, just me and her. And she goes invite her homegirls. I said, okay, well, you guys have fun on your have fun at your dinner. I'm out, cause I'm not paying for two. I'm paying for one, right? And if I don't bounce out, I would say, hey, uh, she good, right? She's covering her own meal, right? Now I never had this happen before, but if she says, oh no no no, she she, I thought you were gonna get it. Oh no, okay, have fun on your dinner. I'm out. That's how I would do it because I'm only interested in one person. Right. I didn't come here to do a threesome. I come here for one person. And that person is is you. Is that one person I invited? It's a date. You know, it's a date. I'm treating you out just to get to know you and you go invite your homegirl. Okay, have fun. Enjoy your dinner. I'm out. You got it. Right. And then nowadays, because I've seen this on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok to where and and this is a lesson for us, guys. For me, when I go on a first date, I'm not interested. And if it happens, it happens. Right. But I wouldn't be sad if I didn't get a kiss. Right. On the first date, I'm not looking to just have sex. Right. Right a lot of dudes they get upset when you pay for dinner and then you're not getting a nightcap afterwards and they get mad i'm not looking for that if i'm if you're genuinely interested into somebody really get to know somebody for them not just what their bodies but really get to know them for them yes i'll be glad to pay for the first date and i want us to have more dates before we can get to second base Right. That's the problem I would say in our generation is we just want to we just want to hit it and quit it. Oh, well, I'm not paying for this dinner if I'm not getting none later. That's not how you do that. You're real douchey. If you do it like that, you're real douchey if you're wanting, hey, I'm going to take you out, but I we're going to fuck afterwards. No, that's not how you do that. Right. If you genuinely want to get to know somebody. Now, if you just want to hit it and quit it, you might as well just go on Tinder right Tinder's famous for that oh i meet somebody and they offer their two for one special you get 200 for one night y'all know what i mean that's service right if you're looking for a service like that go on tinder go on bumble but if you genuinely need looking for somebody just just to get to know be humble with it take this person out of course pay for dinner it was a great date hey i want more dates before we can get to second base and third base Let's go out on, on more dates. Let me really fill you out. Am I right or am I
2: right?
4: A hundred percent correct, Kennedy. I've I've had my my fair share of dates with uh fellows out there that you know. They just want to. Hey, I'm paying for dinner. Are we fucking later? Hey, to excuse my French, but it's true. A lot of people they get. A lot of some women they get like that. And for my ladies out there, we have to understand our value. We understand that as a as a lady, we we have to we have to know our worth. We have to know our value. We have to know we have to fill our fellows out. Because I'm a firm believer that there are some good men out there, but there are some bad men out there too. And I think for us ladies, is wrong to. Go on a date and invite our homegirls. I would tell my homegirls about the days that I go on, but that I would tell them after the date. I wouldn't tell them before the date. I'll tell them after the date, right? And one thing I do, and it's just me, is I'm re- if I'm really interested in someone, I'm not gonna let my homegirl meet him because who knows what that can turn up to be? Where my homegirl might like. A guy that I like. And now that's that's that triangle. And then now that guy forgets about me. Because he met my homegirl. And he likes my homegirl more. So definitely I don't introduce. Other men to my homegirls. I'll tell him about the date after. But then she asks. Oh what's his name? No 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 no. How old is he? No 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 no. What does he do for work? Absolutely not. Because I know. Some, because I've had some homegirls that I'm not friends with no more. Because they ask me, what he do, do? How old is he? How tall is he? How, de- how, how, how big is it? Right? You know, how deep does it go? No, no, no. Because I know they're going to research. They're, we got social media outlets, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Your homegirl might even go and look them up. Try to DM them. Like, hey, I know you like my friend Monica, but my name is this. Right. So, as ladies, for, for that, we have to be careful. We have to be careful what, with the men we see. Um. But it is true. It is wrong to bring your homegirl to a date that you're on. Right. Um. Unless it's it. it this this it, this is exceptional if it's a double date. Right. If your homegirl has a boyfriend and they want a double date because that happens double dates to the movies or to the park you know if it's a double date then that's a completely different scenario but if it's not a double date and it's just one-on-one and you just in having somebody intrude on your one-on-one that's a big no-no right and that has happened i've seen that happen uh on facebook and instagram these might have been skits but this stuff happens in real life that you you want to try to con- control that because now the man may not be interested in in you anymore because now you have all these girls around drama that's around and now you lose that connection you lose that relationship and he goes off to another woman. right so it's just one of those things we have to look out for as, as ladies in the in our young generation community but Kimmy, you're 100% correct you know ladies when you're genuinely interested in somebody and he's paying for it, there's two things you got to watch out for. You don't want to meet up with a bomb, right? That's been talked for many, many moons. You do not want to be meeting up with a bomb. If he, if he sits you down, he looks good, right? He looks good. He dresses good, smiles good. But at the end of the dinner, he flumbling around trying to find his wallet. And he said, oh, baby, I I left my wallet in the car. Can we use, can we, can you pay for it? Red flag. Not a white flag, red flag. Because who's to say he wouldn't do that again? Right? Who's to say he won't do that again? next day oh man damn i left my wallet at the house i ain't got no car or no cash baby can you pay for it? right you gotta watch after that stuff if you're walking down let's say after dinner you're just walking in town for for just to talk more and one of his exes come up like hey the trail or or you know hey uh i'm trying to think of a guy name." I'm going like, okay, Kennedy, I'm gonna use you. If if me and Kennedy's walking down after dinner, we're just talking. and and, and Trisha, this other girl, this is not real. Trisha comes down, hey Kennedy. Hey, and Kennedy, you go like, Oh, oh hey Trisha, how, how you doing? And then I ask, Who's that who's that? Who's that bitch? I was I probably wouldn't say it like that, but I would say who's that bitch? And and Kennedy, you say, Oh, that that that's Trisha, that's my ex. Red flag. Why she still hitting you up? Huh? She's still interested. How does she said hey to you? She obviously either snooping you out, she, she's here alone? Oh she's following you. It's that woman's intuition. So again, ladies, we have to watch out for this kind of stuff.
2: For me I'm a family man. Right? So when it comes to paying for two women, they have better be my girl and my mama. Were my girl and my sister. Those are the only two women I'm paying for a date, quote unquote. Because it's more of a meeting, and, you know, let's say my mom comes to town and she wants to meet uh, uh, Maria, and she before. And I, that has happened, me and Maria, where uh, me and Maria took my mom out to, to, uh, to lunch. And now it's kind of like a date, but it's kind of more of a hangout. That's the only thing I'm paying for a double up bone right but when it, if when it was two girl and I have to be careful because Maria does listen to our show you know when I before I dated Maria it had to be just her I wasn't interested in all the other girls that showed up in my timeline now I'll be honest before I met Maria I've had different dates of for for different women but not all, not all at the same time right I would date girl A, or, or try to see take, a, take girl A out on a date. And then next week, I'll take girl B, right? Because that's the nature of our game in our young generation. When you're trying to get to know some people, then that's appropriate. But if you lock down one person, for an example, Maria, I met her, and she was the one hung out the most, she's the one who understood me the most, i lock it down. Right? Lock it down to just her. And now as of today, we still kicking it. You know, we go out on dates and it's just her. I'm tunnel vision when it comes to her. Uh, But I think a lot of dudes, in my opinion, because I I was that dude way before I met Maria that I got caught up right? It, it happens. I got caught up. I was dating girl A, B, C, D. Four girls at the same time. And then I, I realized, Ken, you mentioned it earlier. I realized it's kind of a douchey move because I dated girl, to girl A out for this, for this date. And then a couple hours later, oh, I got to take girl C out. And then tomorrow, taking girl D to the park and taking girl B to the to the movies later on that day, I got caught up. I was one of the look, and I'll be honest, I was way before I met Maria now, I was that guy where I mixed the girls' names up because I didn't know who I was dating, trying to see four girls at the same time. I called girl A, Ashley, called her Bianca, right? And the girl B, I called her Cameron, right? I, got, I mixed up the names because I was that douchebag that I couldn't lock it down with just one. So it was a bad experience. It was a bad, bad experience for sure. Uh, it's one of those things that it, it it sucked. It sucked for a while. But then as we, you know, as me and Maria grew and I locked it down, of course, obviously you don't mix her name up. I'll be, I wouldn't be here today if I did that I would be dead, laying down somewhere It's a douchey move for us guys Not us, me, and you kidding me, But guys out there, it's a douchey move For a lot of people who Try to uh, Date multiple women And it's also a, a douchey move on the ladies part If you invite your homegirl to a date When that, that guy just wants To get to know you and i gotta say first impressions is everything it is first impressions is everything so for my fellas because monica you mentioned it if you taking a girl out on your day and you forget your wallet that has your driver's license in there so the question is how did you drive without your license that's the first thing that should be another red flag but if you're if you forget your wallet in the car, you better go in that car and get your wallet. You shouldn't have to pay for your, your first date. You should have to pay for your first date. The woman excuse me, the the women shouldn't have to pay for the first date. Because if the if the girl if the female pays for the man's man and hers the first date, you probably ain't gonna have her she's probably not gonna call you again. Because in her mind, it sets it sets off that red flag that hey, this dude's broke, this dude played me for a free meal, so I don't want to see him again. Right? Red flag. Red flags all the way on the play.
1: Comment below, guys. Let me know. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, would you pay for two uh, dinners? Or would you walk out if your potential date brings a friend? That's a question that we put putting in our forum. We like to hear from y'all. So that's going to wrap it up here on our podcast, the Beyond Swinky podcast. Uh, thank you guys again for being patient with us. I know it's film release week was last week. If you guys haven't seen... Our documentary, Street-Style Homecoming, and of course, my latest suspense thriller, 1943. Both films are available right now, streaming today on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, Guys, don't miss out. It's available streaming now. Uh, Number one, I greatly greatly appreciate it, and you will not regret it because these are two films that are are extraordinary for the springtime as well so again we're going to wrap it up here the beyond Swinky podcast this morning live from Swinky studios our cast and crew as always I like to say stay safe stay swanky peace